I don't know what you have planned. I would like to talk about all my abortions. Okay, fine. I, would, I don't think I've ever written about it or spoken. I mean, I've just, I've spoken about having gotten abortions, but I've never really like talked about the details. Okay. I can't remember all of them. <laughs> sure. So I'll just discuss the ones that are sharper in my mind. Okay. All the abortions that's fit to print. Yeah. <laughs> all, it's gonna, it's <laughs> like all my abortions. It's like all my children, but all my abortions. Okay. Got it. <laughs> It does. That does sound like a one woman show that would absolutely kill in New York. You know, put that together yesterday. Okay. Well, I'll ask questions. Okay. Wait, can we establish something first? Sure. How many abortions have you had? Oof. Let me think. Five, four or five. Oh, that's, five or six? that's lower than I would have thought. I, I really thought right? it was going to be like 17 or something like that. No, and I think I've not... been pregnant like 10 times. Okay. Okay. <laughs> One live birth. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, These are the stats. Um, okay. Second question. When was your first abortion? How old were you? Like 21 or 22. Okay. And did any of your abortions make you sad? No. Okay. You never regretted. I've never regretted having an abortion. I remember. Well, we'll get. Okay. So we, should we, maybe we should just start with. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. That's that's a good way to. That's a good structure. Use an example. Okay. Uh, one time I did cry, but it had nothing to do with getting an abortion. Okay. Like was I desperately fault? wanted the abortion. No, was it your fault? Yeah. No! Oh, I thought, oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were referencing some kind of thing where we were together. We're we're never together. I mean, I don't mean like sexually. <laughs> you are not the father. <laughs> No, I meant like, I don't know. I don't know what I thought you were going to say. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, it's not what you said. So <laughs> moving on. It was my second abortion. with. Okay. And No. How many overall is that? I went to th the clinic three times with him. But the first time I went, it was just doing it. It was just happening by itself. And right. they were like, do you want us to do a DNC? And I was like, no, this will flush out <laughs> on its own. And that's what happened. Yeah. So that doesn't count as an abortion, right? No, but we did go to the abortion clinic together that day. We mm -hmm. had had an appointment mm -hmm. to go. And so this, I guess, is the actual abortion. So he had just gone back from rehab and he, you know, had sex and we got back together. And after not really speaking to each other much while he was in rehab for like three months, it was a while. So we get in there and he was like mad at me already because I, because I wore a sexy dress to my office Christmas party, like my tits were showing oh, and I looked good. So he was like an asshole about it to me. And Great. then, yeah. So then we're in the room the, at the abortion clinic. I have to, I went in for like my, you know, uh, internal exam and he was just like waiting. They, they have like these private rooms. They look like bedrooms. It actually <sighs> looks like a bedroom that would be in like Teresa Judice's house, the woman from Real Housewives of New Jersey. It's like very like taffeta. And like shiny, it's like Italian New Jersey lady bedroom style, like a ton of like very frilly decorative pillows and like big wooden furniture. You know, okay. you know what I mean? Like that, like kind of a hot, that like dark. I, I think I can envision what you're talking about. But I also want to say this abortion clinic was lovely because they had those um, bedrooms and you right. had TV, they had Bravo, flat screen TVs, so nice, completely free. From part of my healthcare plan at Vice, which I thought was a great perk, and I really used it. 
when I was there. Uh-huh. So I came back into the room and then the nurse came in the room and she's like, okay, it looks like you're about six weeks along and uh, like six or seven weeks. And then he looked at me because he had only been home for like three weeks and he was like six or seven weeks, huh? And he stormed out and I was like, no, 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 that's like, and I was trying to like explain him. They count it from like, they count your, your last pregnancy period or something from the first day of your last period. Right. So you have that whole week where you have the period. Right. And then you, you conceived some point between then and whatever, but like I could, but like I could have conceived like two weeks ago right. because no matter when I conceived in that time frame, they're always going to count it from the first day of my last period. So no matter what time we got there. Yeah. So um, he didn't understand that. And then the nurse like explained it to him and I felt like he still didn't understand it. Right. And he like went out and he like, he, he like just, he thought I cheated on him when I hadn't. I'd been so loyal. I waited for him when he wasn't even talking to me when I was in rehab. Anyway. When he was in rehab. I'm sorry. When he was in rehab. Uh, but anyway, so I started crying and I was like, ugh, I was always crying because of him. So I was crying as I was like being pushed in and they were like, it, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. And I was like, no, I absolutely want to. We have to do this. Yes. We absolutely right, have to do right. this. And I was like, I'm crying about, crying about something else. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I woke up, I woke up to them pushing me down. And I was like, what is going on? They're like, you tried to leave. It was after the abortion was done and I was in the recovery room. And I was like coming to, and they were like, "You tried to get up." And I had all these things attached to me. Oh so. <laughs> like, but I know that like my autopilot was on, and I was like, "I have to go talk to him." <laughs> oh my god! Well, that abortion clinic had great snacks. Where was it, by the way? Um, it was, was it by Grand Central Station. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I always refer people to it. Also. They weren't doing this during COVID. I don't know if they're doing it now, but before they send you um, a town car to come pick you up it's great. and take you and bring you back home. Great. It's incredible. All free. Right. With health insurance. Yeah. And that's the way that it should be. Yes. Should be like that without health insurance, actually. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, it should be. We should just have universal health care. In, in England, you can just you just go and you get an abortion and they like take care of you. They're nice to you. I remember my one friend said that she was like sitting in a garden there having tea and like an oversized sweatshirt and it was like very like nice and calm yes uh, afterward this one though it had really good snacks they had um nutter butters which i had never seen mm. before mm. and skittles and something else but they're they're trying to get your like you know blood sugar blood sugar up because you know i almost every time i've had an abortion i've fainted after after it like mm. when i stood up mm. and so i wanted to say that was the best abortion ever had probably <laughs> my best abortion and, and so i'll compare it my to best of- <laughs> what i think was my first mm-hmm. abortion it was with the boyfriend that i had for you know a long enough time it was like a boyfriend i was it was my first boyfriend that i was having sex without a condom mm-hmm. and um because I started taking birth control, but then I turned into a complete monster when I was on birth control. Like I gained a bunch of weight and I was like angry all the time. My hair was falling out. So I went off of it. And I thought that we went, when you went off it, because Mike Teef told me this, <laughs> which he's this guy that Rich and I know from the beach. And <laughs> I don't know why I was taking gynecological 
advice from him, but he was like, oh, it takes a while for like the hormones to like work its way out of your body when after you take this, so you're not going to get pregnant for like a while. So I immediately, I was like, oh, I can still Mike T rules. have sex <laughs> without, you know, and he can come inside and I'll, like little, these will be good for like a while. No, I immediately got pregnant. And so that was like two months after September 11th. And I just, that things were just so dark. Yes. Right then. Also, I was so young, didn't have a job, graduated college, and the city fell apart, and it seemed like I was never going to get a job. Yeah. That was the worst time to be out. That sucked to be out of no, work. No, I, I remember that feeling where it was just like, Awful. I think I'll never have a full-time job. I, yeah. It's like, the, it this just is just the way it's like going to be. Because, you know. You would just, I would just apply and apply and apply and not hear a word back. And this you know? is back when you would mail resumes. Yes. So we decided to go to Planned Parenthood because that's all I knew. And I, at this point, I was like 21 or 22 living in New York. So you would think I'd be like kind of savvy working at Bust magazine, feminist magazine, where we were always talking about vagina things. And the only place I knew of to go was Planned Parenthood because that's just all I'd ever heard of before. Sure, sure. And I booked the abortion... And then I found out everyone is just there all day long. Uh So I was there for eight hours Uh waiting Uh um, for everyone else to go. And I read all of Itina while I was waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Tina Turner's memoir. Written with with Kurt Kurt Loder. (laughs) (laughs) And so they finally called me. I went in. That time they said, you can... Um, do you want to be asleep or do you want to stay awake? And I was like, uh, I'd rather be asleep. Is there a difference? And they said it was a $30 difference. And I think they're just playing the abortion was 400. And I was like, yeah, I'm absolutely, I want to be asleep. It's worth a $30 to me. And yeah. You know, with inflation, that was a lot more money back then. It was for sure. Yeah. I could buy a lot more packs of cigarettes. Well, you were making a lot then. less money at the I time too. I wasn't making too. any money. Right. So it was, it meant a lot more. Yeah. But it, I just didn't want to be awake for that. And I was like really glad. And I just remember just staring up at the sky and uh, not the sky at the ceiling. It was a drop ceiling. And it had like a water stain on it. And then I woke up and it was just like, I honestly felt like I'm probably exaggerating it in my memory or whatever, but right. it felt like waking up in like a, like a mash tent, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Triage. like, yeah, like wounded soldiers. It was just a row of beds uh-huh. and it was just girls. I mean, it had to have been at least, at least eight beds on each side. Uh-huh. That's a lot of beds in New York City. Yeah. Eight beds on each side. And they Separated were by curtains or no curtains? Not, no curtains. Nothing. No curtains. Nothing. Just, Everyone is hey, how bleeding out of their vaginas wow. in different states of consciousness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so then I stood up and they were like, and I was like, whoa. And I almost, you know, I was like falling right away. And they were like, oh, sit in this chair. So I sat in this chair and right behind me, like, or, like I'm sorry, right next to the microphone. <laughs> to apologize to you. <laughs> oh my God, you said- <laughs> Looked at that microphone and said, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I'm nothing if not polite. <laughs> well, I'm not I am, sorry. No, I'm, I'm a polite person, <laughs> but I take it back. Okay. <laughs> so in the, like right next to me, like the, the chair was up against a wall and then up against like a utility sink, you know, mm. like in a jan- janitor's room, there'll be like that kind of bigger sink that yeah. comes out. Basin. Yeah. If you would. Um, And a girl 
bent over and puked in it and it was like my ear is like right here it was like <laughs> just puking and then they were like do you they were like we need <laughs> they're like here take some tea take something to eat and all they had was saltines and lipton's lemon uh, lipton tea bags right which is like so fucking budget compared yeah. to what i got accustomed to later in life right exactly um and it it the the experience should always be like the experiences i had later in life the, the way you just described it i know but that sounds kind of substandard it was it was and it that and also this is in the city it's like downtown this is like um downtown like after september 11th so it it was dark yeah it was dark but like that but i'm saying is like people take away funding from planned parenthood for stupid reasons and then um then they're not able to have nice snacks yeah. like the private places yeah and everyone should be able to have nice snacks after they get an abortion you right. know like right. lipton tea bags ew um like mint tea or something like something nice yeah something from like costco even nicer yeah. so that was that i went home i immediately felt better just every time i had an abortion i immediately felt better okay do you have any questions so far so far no i think <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I think i get it <laughs> Then I got pregnant uh, with my husband um, before we were married, when we were engaged. And I've talked about this on here. I don't know how much of it I'll keep in. Okay. But, um, you know, he was an alcohol. He is an alcoholic. And he went to rehab and stuff. And he's, like, very active in his recovery. And that's, like, something I'm really proud of him for. Yeah. But he wasn't there when I got pregnant the first time he was like really into his addiction. Uh huh. So I knew that I could not have a baby with him. Right. Especially at that time. This was your road to hoe. My road to hoe. Yeah. It's nothing. I hoed a row. <laughs> <laughs> My road to hoe. What do you mean? Isn't that the, the, the expression like your thing to do alone? I've never heard of that before. That I like it. It's a hard knock row. We ho. That's what that means? I think so. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Isn't that what the lyric is? Yeah. And I always said it. And I never knew what it meant. You teach way. me about abortion. I'll teach you about Annie. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so was oh, there so, anything notable about that one? Yes. Okay. I had taken mushrooms on New Year's Eve and some Ativan. And, you know, I always smoke weed. Then found out I was pregnant and I was like, ugh. Yeah, that's that's not, that doesn't bode well. Mm-mm. Um, and when I went to my doctor, he, my, my gynecologist at the time, who didn't take health insurance, uh, I used to just pay cash for him. That's like the best doctors are the ones that don't even take health insurance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Little known fact. Or maybe it's a well-known fact. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's. I think it's a pretty well-known fact, okay. I would say. You know, Oprah doesn't have health insurance. Wow. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, her money doesn't is her health insurance. She doesn't want to deal with that shit. I mean, I wouldn't either if you yeah. don't have to and it's just like whatever. Yeah. Like money is not an object. Take me in an ambulance, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. That's mm -hmm. fine. I'll take an ambulance for fun. So my, my doctor told me that actually like the the drinking and the weed and the mushrooms were not a big deal, but the Ativan was worrisome. Huh. Okay. Interesting. He said it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made a difference. But he said that that was like worrisome and so he 
he like thought maybe I should get an abortion. Mm-hmm. So like that mm-hmm. was the, fr- I mean, I didn't need any talking into. Right. But he was right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. And so he doesn't perform abortions. So he, oh, he thinks he's retired now, but he, does, he didn't, he didn't perform abortions, but he like took me to a place and weirdly it was actually the place I had been there before because I had gotten <laughs> a vaginal. <laughs> Explain to me what he, he took me to a place looks like because I just imagine this old man holding your hand walking you through a doorway. He did. He took me to an abortion clinic. I mean, we made so an wait, appointment. Did you, okay, and you met him there, or like yeah, you he got met in his me there, car? and he came. Okay, he came okay. into the room and held my hand with me. Wow. In the room. He wow. Was, yeah, I paid fourteen hundred dollars for that abortion. Okay, that seems like an expensive abortion. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have health insurance. That's yet. like a real white glove abortion. It was, and they did have good snacks. <laughs> But that I think that's what my abortion my abortion that I got with health insurance probably cost more than that. But because I it was covered, it was covered. Yeah. But this one I wasn't covered and so I really did not like the Planned Parenthood experience. I don't want to knock them at all. Yeah. It's just that um, you know, I I like a I You fly first class. I no, I don't. I, I fly know, Delta Comfort yeah. Plus. But, but a, I do, a, I don't abortion, fly first I don't class fly abortion. Coach. Exactly. Delta Delta Comfort <laughs> Plus for planes, first class for abortions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> Delta first Comfort class abortion. abortion Plus. I it was a first class abortion. <laughs> it was my plan A. <laughs> yeah, so he brought me there, and when when we went to the the clinic, it was actually in like a bigger medical office building, mm-hmm. and. It was in the same office building as the place where I got a vaginoplasty <laughs> consultation <laughs> for a story for Jezebel. Like I recorded the doctor talking to me secretly uh-huh, and uh-huh. he was like telling me what my pussy looked like and like what was wrong with it. Right, right, right. Um, it was like right when Jezebel, I remember like, the that. first I remember that week happened. it launched, maybe yeah. something like that. I was like, oh, I, I know this place. I've been here. Right. <laughs> uh, but that, so it was like an upscale medical office Your building. Pussy, but no, it's not pussy. It's vagina. Oh no, it was pussy. That was my pussy. That was your pussy that yeah, had been all over that. Yeah, because it was like the lips. It wasn't. That's not the vagina. Okay, right. <laughs> I flapped my hands <laughs> like wings when I said lips. Mine aren't like that anymore, though. I, so I hear. They never will. They never were. <laughs> <laughs> they never will. <laughs> okay. Same difference. Yeah, it is true. Do you have more abortions to I talk do. about? I do. You want okay. more? Yeah, of course. Uh, I've had a medical abortion. Okay. Which How is was that? when you take pills. Right. You take two pills. You take one at the office, like right there. Or I guess you don't have to. And then they prescribe you one and you just take one and you get home. And they're just two big pills. They're not big. But they're not big. No. Um, and you're supposed to let it dissolve oh, like your under tongue. your tongue. Okay. Yeah. And then, okay. And then, um, and then what happens? I wanted to do that because I, first of all, I was so sick of being at the abortion clinic. All yeah. The time. Why, why wouldn't any, why wouldn't anybody just do a medical abortion? It wasn't comfortable. And, comfortable. uh, huh? What do you mean? I just, I bled for like well over a month and like, oh a my, lot. are you kidding me? It was like a, so much shedding. Like wow. there'd be like grape jelly would come out, you know, um, at Whoa. the end of poltergeist and yeah. they, they come out and they have that like kind of gloopy jelly stuff yeah, on them when they, when they land at is the end purpley? of the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's, it, it's like that. Any idea what that is? The lining of my uterus. How big could your uterus be? How much well, lining lines, could you shed? It has to line when you um are pregnant. It lines itself 
or like in between your periods, it lines itself so that it could make the baby like stick to the walls. Okay. Um, right. It's called implantation. Yeah. So, you know, then when you're not pregnant anymore, that goes all up. But when you get an abortion, they just suck it out. Uh -huh, when they get uh -huh. a, when you get a surgical abortion, they just suck it out. And you're also uh -huh. asleep and it's like bim, bim, bam, boom. You're in there. You're out of there. It's, I think, more pleasant than the dentist. I'm awake during that. I fucking hate it. I hate the way it smells. I hate the way it sounds. So sounds sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so the medical abortion I wanted to do because I just was like, I want to do this at home. And also, like, to be honest, um, I did do a documentary about abortion pills. Uh -huh. And yeah, yeah. like, I really do think they're such a great thing. And yeah, it's yeah. going to be the thing that really saves us in this dark time yeah. because women will be able to have them mailed to them. It might be illegal, but it's still like who's going to search the mail, you know? Yeah. Right. Po it's like a possibility. It's, yes, it's yeah. like it's it's a it's an avenue that's safe, right? If not comfortable. I, oh, so I had done a, a I was working on a documentary about the abortion pill, a documentary short, and um, it just seemed really great. I don't know, you know, it's crazy. Like Poland, it's, I would do that. I would do the uh, Poland. Yeah, they they have a an abortion ban, right? Yeah, they don't. They you can't get an abortion in Poland. So what do what do we know about Poland then in terms of like what it's like to be in that country without access to abortion? Oh do you my know? God, it's, I, don't, I didn't. I Have was in that stories? country and I would not like to be in that country. Like it's um kind of depressing there because like they they had like they haven't really completely built it, especially like outside of the cities. They haven't completely rebuilt after World War II. So there's a lot of like just kind of like shittiness, and then mm -hmm. like maybe trying to like clean it up with maybe some like shitty 70s buildings sometimes. And so, and that's just like the last time it, a lot of those things were updated. Mm -hmm. Don't get mad at me if you're listening and you're from Poland. I, this is my experience of having been there. But my, but my question beyond that cultural experience is what is it, um, what is it like for women in Poland? In a, what, is, what do we know about what it is to live in that situation and what can we expect from that in terms of people dying complications with pregnancies that can't be solved with abortion that should be solved with abortion like do we know anything about that because it's what it's poland where else there's like four countries or maybe we're the fourth <laughs> chile i know chile but do we know anything about that scene the, the woman scene are there illegal yes, abortions happening there's there? an article in the new york times that was published like two weeks ago okay by uh katrin benhold and monica pranzuk Poland shows the risks for women when abortion is banned. Okay, yes. Uh, you know, now come to think of it, that sounds familiar. And I want to Sometimes read it. doctors are afraid to remove fetuses or administer cancer treatment to save women's lives. Yes. Okay. Because they're afraid they're going to be um, prosecuted. I so uh, beyond my cultural experience in Poland, it seems like it's not a great place for women's health in that regard. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. I can't remember any other abortions off the top, so. And look, I, I don't mean to sound conspiracist at all, but I, t to me, I kind of feel like the Supreme Court ruling about guns, making, you know, carrying guns in public a lot easier anywhere now, even though it's like that in most places. But in New York is fucking scary. It is. Concealed carry in New York? What the hell? It's it's totally Terrifying. insane. And I feel like it's like equipping people for civil war or something like that. Isn't that kind of like leading? That's they want people to kill each other, I, I think. think. So. Do they? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what. Because they're annoying, I guess. Is that what it is? Like get I don't know rid of they liberals just keep, that are annoying? If is they that keep, well, this is my conspiracy theory yeah. thread. If they keep people, poor people criminals, 
Yes. Then they can keep sending them to prison where then they work for their corporations for pennies. Free, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's slavery, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they still pay this, the prison and then yeah. the prison makes money. The new Jim Crow, you know, all of that, I yeah. think checks out very yeah. well. It's That's how it works. Yeah. It's just putting black men in cages, finding new ways to put black men in cages. Yeah. It's... But so that's just this like totalitarian thing. You know, I was thinking of like, uh, no, maybe I shouldn't say this. What? Say it to me. Okay. I'll say it to you. Just bleep it. Okay. Because it's, cons- yeah, Too bad, it's, guys. Sorry. You know how like when, well, you can keep, you can keep this part. Actually. Okay. Um, you know how people like talk about, like there's a whole killing, killing Hitler fantasy kind of thing, you know, and glorious bastards, I think is like a cinematic version of this thing that people have felt or yeah. talked about. They, yeah, yeah. the world Valkyrie. would be better without him. With, with him dead you know mm-hmm. there's like you can bleep this part out i mean it, it's all just like happening at this crazy pace too i feel like but it just seems like the, the most insane thing about it to me is it's so such a sad reminder of the lack of progress that's been made in feminism or women's equality i i get depressed about that all the because, time because if this if the world were run by women this would not be a debate <laughs> it's yeah, very no. very clear and it's <clears throat> absolutely absurd that men think that they have a right oh to God. legislate over women's bodies it's just crazy and that is what is happening here and they're the driving force so it's and it's like i don't know it it's it really sucks and it's terrible and it makes me really just I like not recognize the country that I've been in all my life. Yeah. It's what I, is I, this? I was saying to you like my, my friend Ellis lives in Berlin and she's raising her son there. And it just seems like a utopia. Like they have health care. They're not worried about their kids getting shot in school. And it's like, <laughs> right. how is it that Berlin is such a better place to live than America? Like <laughs> no one would have thought that like 50 years ago. Just crazy. It's a it's city wild. that used to have like a wall dividing it. Yeah. Yeah, so I just, I feel really bad about everything. I just, you know, people are like, you know, there was a guy who was, who uh, testified at the January 6th hearings this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, And he said he was a Republican from Arizona, some some kind of official in Arizona. And part of his job is overseeing the election. Right. And he was testifying that Trump was asking him to, you know, come up with votes and he just like couldn't do it. Probably and then the he was, attorney like, general, right? Or something like that. Something like that. He was yeah. sort of crying. He cried like three times. Okay. I missed it because I was so busy on this story. I had been watching them and mm-hmm. I missed this week's, unfortunately, because they happened during the work day too. They did. It was annoying, but it was I watched annoying. it. It sounds great. Um, He cried a bunch of times and then he was saying that he considers the constitution and in a divinely inspired text. Wow. Nationalism. He needs. To, he took an oath to that, and so it's like it was basically like Trump was asking him to violate his religion. Okay. And it was like he. So he thinks the Constitution was inspired by God, and then all these fucking dumb ass, stupid idiot Democrats were like that. That man is amazing. He's courageous. What? He was, and I was like, well, he just said that God made up the Constitution. Yeah. He's like Joseph Smith. I mean, it's. I guess the fact that he has any kind of moral center and would act in accordance with it makes him outstanding in terms of republicans yeah but his ideas still suck yes they do but if if everybody if everybody lived as they spoke that you would at least least had integrity 
and and I could I could deal I could deal who knows what I could deal with but in theory I could deal with a loss to the other side as long as that other side played with integrity mm-hmm. and wasn't like literal Satan taking over the world mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean like in the in the 80s and 90s it was maybe it was just more of an illusion or and obviously set up what was happening but it really felt like no matter what, we're still moving toward progress and yes. like and democracy still exists. We still believe in democracy. There isn't a lot of dispute about the truth other than kind of in a fringy kind of way. And this this conspiracism just like ignited like a match. It just exponentially kind of as a result of the Internet just took off. And I now know. that's like a thing that we have to, we have to worry about elected leaders believing the big lie. I know. Like we have to contend with that. That's a power or believing, perpetuating, let's say, the big I lie. Think I actually well, a lot of them perpetuate it. A few of them believe it. But how could you with all of the like what are these people saying to these hearings then? Like what about this? What about all of these people? I feel like Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks the hearings are a joke. But what, but like she just, but just on principle, right? Like these people don't have any actual, there's not, there's not a critique. There's not like a way of saying like, well, actually other than like in conspiracy, like heavy conspiracism would say, oh, this is all an elaborate hoax, right? uh, Yeah. No, every person that has testified and a lot of them have been Republican. Yeah. That they were all like, no, like this is, they asked me to do this and, you know, crazy. But people, you know that the idiots that believe it aren't watching these hearings. I, well, I mean, okay, but again, like, how do you contend with that? Then it's I just like, know. nope. I'm, I, I just want to be ignorant. I just yeah, want to believe. What it feels like the thing that's in my head. But the thing that bothered me about them being like saying that man was like so courageous, and you know, he he like really stood by what he believed and that he believed that it's a sacred oath. Like people were just like gushing over it on like CNN and stuff. Wow. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. The constitution was written by people who owned slaves who raped them. Yes. Who didn't want to pay their taxes. Who had no idea what it was going to be like to to be what it was going to be like to live today. They didn't even mention women at all in the constitution. Women aren't mentioned at all. Right. So... To to try to interpret that text like it's the fucking Bible, because that's kind of what it's starting to turn into. It's like, oh, they meant it like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares how they meant it? Why don't we just like make laws that like make sense for how we live today? Exactly. It's so dumb. I hate having to be tied to the Constitution. Well, have we ever seen any of uh, this level of a rollback of what feels like progress in our lifetime? Because to me, like... This is it really bucks how I think things should go. And and something like violence against black people by police, I think, is more of a matter of that being something people are paying attention to as 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 opposed to it increasing and thus signifying a a decline. I think it's always kind of I mean, who knows what the data is, but that's long been a problem forever. And it's just now it gets like hype and white people talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And videos. People can see it. Exactly. Totally. I think that probably the 80s were like this because Reagan was in charge and then George Bush and, you know, things were kind of like freewheeling in the 70s. Um, Betty Ford supported the ERA and so did Ford. Ford voted for it when he was a congressman to to, um, pass it. 
and they just couldn't get it ratified. Like they, it passed and they just didn't ratify it. Like because Phyllis Schlafly like came in and wanted to be like a useful idiot for the men in charge. Cause God. they wouldn't take her seriously when it came to like foreign politics. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think the eighties probably felt like that, especially with AIDS too, you know, and, and yes, and crack, it probably felt like it was going to hell in a handbasket. Yes. And it feels like that now. Yeah. Welcome to hell in a handbasket. I wove it in my feminist <laughs> <laughs> basket weaving class. That actually sounds fun. Uh, that sounds like something I would do. It's like maybe a good outlet for rage. Basket weaving. <laughs> I, should, I would just knit. I do want to do like ceramics, like ghost. <laughs> the knitting. <though. laughs> knitting. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't feel like you know. Like I could. We could talk about like Demi Lovato, but okay. It let's seems, do that on the bonus. Yeah, there's a few things on the bonus. Sorry, uh, that this was a. No, I think it was. I thought that was like a, a an episode worth making. Patreon.com/slash/potpsychology for bonuses. And while we we're starting. The real world Miami. We're doing it. Yeah. It's not the homecoming. We're just going back. Going back to watch the original. Fifth season. Fifth season of the real world. The first time they have to do an activity a together. Thing. Like a it's thing. It's like you're not just going to be sitting around this house anymore. Yeah. Or, they have uh, to like, they're they're trying to, the producers are producing. Right. Instead of just watching. I think it's great. I am loving it so Me far. Me too. I can't like, believe uh, what Mike. I'm seeing. Uh, all of them. <laughs> Sarah. I love Sarah. I always loved Sarah. I definitely. Cynthia, I love Cynthia. I like Cynthia a lot too. What's weird is that I remembered every person going into this. Yeah. I could remember all of them and their names except Mike. I okay, I didn't. I didn't remember. He he, I didn't remember who he was or him at all. Yeah, like, me neither. All I remember was Flora, Melissa, Dan. I didn't really remember Sarah. I didn't remember Cynthia at all. I didn't remember Mike, and I kind of remember joe because i really remembered nick yeah because he's so much shorter than his girlfriend who looks a lot like edie williams and beyond the valley of the dolls like she's got like <laughs> the hay the blonde hair. hay hair yeah. you know <laughs> so hey she, hair <laughs> hey hair okay so um so if you want to do that that's in our wawoo tier and then pipe dreams that fun i'm selling abortion shirts there's all different ones uh the proceeds go to organizations in hostile states that have um, had trigger laws that automatically banned abortion the minute that the Supreme Court ruling happened. Very sorry to all the people that are affected by this, which is everybody. You everybody. Know? Everybody really is. And so God have mercy on our souls. No, don't say that. Okay. That's religious and I don't like it. Okay. I meant, I meant um, it more like vernacular. Because Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Satan was actually, he wouldn't have put up with this shit. He, he would be questioning. Why? <laughs> what would Satan do? <laughs> <laughs> I have something to say!